The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Hey, we got a special guest on today. You with me, Abe? Yeah, I'm here, James. Hey, we got a former NBA player, Reggie Slater, a good friend of mine. What's up, Reg? What's going on? Feeling the love. Feeling the love. <laughs> well, you know it's that time again, Reg. You know, I always have to call you because you got to get the inside, the scoops, and what you think. You know, like what I tell everybody, ain't number of opinions, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ain't number, ain't number of opinions. Ain't nobody trying to put nobody down, just opinions. Absolutely. Well, we'll get started. I know he got to jump in with us and uh, chime with us and find out. But already, you know, we got the NBA season starting again. Um, I want to start off with, you know, um, with the Knicks. You know, they got Derrick Rose. That they got a team. No, no clue what his name is, and you know, they got. Uh, uh, they just they trying to put Phil Jackson trying to put a team together, but it's not going to work. What do you think? Abe, hey, you want to care? You want to get this one? Or? Go ahead. Abe. Uh, I, I, I'll let you. I'll let you go, Reg. Go, go ahead, man. <laughs> well, I, well, it's, uh, I think they have the the right recipe is whether they have the right ingredients in order to make this thing work. Uh, Phil Jackson has a, a, pro, a proven resume of what he can do when he get, when he has the right ingredients in, in in you know in what he's trying to make. But you're dealing with a Carmelo Anthony who's, who's probably on a downward trend, um, and and uh, you know Rose has been injury ridden and Joaquin is injury ridden right now. So I think I think what they need is a is the right ingredients in order to make that thing happen. But the formula, uh, there's no doubt that the formula that Phil Jackson has is is, is, is a one. Yeah, but I mean, you saying formula? I know we got to get to another team, and we got to talk about formula if that works. But you know, Phil putting all these people, still trying to run that triangle offense, it's not working. We got to come with something different. You agree with that, Rich? Oh yeah, I agree with it. But uh, until he finds that something else, that's that's what that's what successful people uh, are able to do. Is that when one thing doesn't work, they can bounce off into the uh, next thing. But I think. He's he's still trying to I guess trying to make it work with with the uh, with the guys he has right now. What do you think, Abe? I, I I don't I think he I don't I don't think he could have said it better, uh, Reg. Uh, you know, uh, you know it, when you when you have the right recipe, but you don't have the right ingredients, you know, you, there's no way you're going to get the job done. Uh, but uh, 
you know, you, you mentioned uh, Car- Carmelo Anthony. Now, now, here's my question: Do you think that Carmelo Anthony was was on a downward trend when he uh, left the Nuggets, or do you think he was uh, on a downward trend with the Nuggets? What's your opinion on that? Um. My opinion is, no, I don't think he's a down, downward trend when he left the Nuggets. I think that uh, the combination of age and he's had some knee issues uh, uh-huh. has prohibited him from doing some things that he, was once easy for him three to four years ago. So okay. uh, that's why he's missing games right now and, and that type of thing. Yeah. So, that's, that's, that's so that's a question, Abe. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So that's possibly one of the ingredients that they could change up. You think? Possibly, they, if they could get him, uh, you know, an Asian veteran uh, that is, you know, good in the locker room and and is, you know, been through the trenches. If they, if if, uh, if uh, Golden State, perhaps, or maybe San Antonio, or somebody that's a contender could pick him up on their roster, that would be a definite plus. Uh, and in return, they get, you know teachable young guys, coachable young guys that are able to fit and perhaps the right ingredients for what uh, Phil Jackson's trying to do. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question, Hey, I want to go a little further with that, Reg. Um, it's kind of like football, Reg, when you see players like uh, switching teams or to get some other players, um, like Carmelo left Denver, like football players, they go to another team. Do you think that just changed the playing thing? Because like, you ever notice when a player leaves and goes to another team, where it's, it's different. They're not the same. You know, they're not. Well, just... yeah, uh, yeah, because you have to fit into the different scheme. You know, if you're a football, like you said, football player, and you're a, a running back, and you go to a team that throws a lot, then yeah, you, you still have that same power. It's just you're not being utilized the same way. Wait. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think you know a lot of a lot of times uh, what one player's uh, style doesn't it necessarily fit you know the the particular offense or defense or whatever the position it is that they play, uh, and you know when, when you get into a different style of that uh, uh, playing, then you know then that's when it it uh, that's when the magic happens. I think. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Fred, before we go on to um, Golden State and Cleveland, I want to give a shout-out. I know you do, too, because, you know, we big Wyoming fans, you know, always be proud mm-hmm. of Wyoming, University of Wyoming. And I got to give a shout-out, to. I know you want to talk a little bit about Larry Nash, Jr. You know, I see oh, yeah. him. <laughs> you know what, Red? And you know what I mean? You talk big Wyoming, you know, and alumni, we love Wyoming and just – but I was, I'm glad to see him, not just a dunk, just seeing him play. You know what I'm saying, Reyes? Go speak a little about that. I know he's a good friend of yours. Well, I think it's, it's always great to see when any alumni, anybody that you have a kinship with, uh, does good, does well, and whatever profession that they've transitioned on to. And, you know, being in the NBA is one of the most elite sports out there, you know, NLB, NFL, but... Uh, not only did Larry go to an elite sport, he went to one of the most elite flan- uh, elite and colored franchises out there, L.A. Now, their, rec- their record in the last, gosh, decade has reflected that, but historically, uh, Los Angeles is a big-time uh, organization, and he's fit in very well there, has been playing very well, 
and and uh, he's got a lot of people proud of him and, and rooting him on. Dave? Yeah, uh, you know, it, 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 I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, you know, because one of my questions is, is, is how do you feel that uh, college ball differs from the, the, the NBA? How, how, what, what are some of the, the, the uh, differences that you see there? Uh, me or, or no, or, you, Red. Uh, we, 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 mess, we mess with Joe here today, Red. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm, I'm, I'm talking as, as far as the way college ball is played and uh, the, the, the NBA. What, what are some of the, the big differences that you, that you notice? Well, people, people thrive on relationships, right? And when you, when you know somebody, then that makes the feeling that much stronger. College, although it is, uh, has its barriers, is a little more intimate than the pros because some of these students, when you're in college, you might have class with them or you might have a friend that knows this person, and so you root for that person, right? Uh, when he goes on to the pros, you, you have that, but it's, 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 it's much more distant. So, so yeah. the feeling, I think, is stronger when you go to these games and you're rooting for little Tommy to get up, even though he's been knocked out a thousand times. You know, man, I'll see you in class or something as opposed to uh, some guy that you'll never know. But, I mean, fans are fans. are like, you know, from my perspective, some of the fiercest fans that I've ever seen are New York, uh, New England, Denver, Kansas City. Just, man, just fierce. But the thing is, when, I, when you talk about college ball, you can go to, gosh, Texas, Oklahoma, um, you know, uh, uh, Washington, places like that, and they're like that all the time as well. You know what I mean? And there's a lot more colleges as opposed to with that intimate setting as opposed to uh, the professional guys. So the big difference to me is just uh, the, level, the level of intimacy that you have relationship-wise with players. You know, because I, I know that guy or my girlfriend – knows his girlfriend or something to that extent. You know, when you, when you so, get guys in the pros, nobody knows. <laughs> Very few, you know, they say seven degrees of separation. is more like 7D degrees of separation. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so it sounds like it's a lot more tight-knit. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you're almost cheering, cheering your, your, uh, your teammates on as, you, as you're playing, right? As you're as you go along through throughout the season. Right, exactly. Right. And it's somebody, yeah. that, it's somebody that you can relate to because you see them. Yeah. Not see them just on TV, but you see them walking down the street or you might see them at a bar or see them, you know, something to that effect on a regular do, basis. Do you, do, do you think that, uh, that it's a little more competitive that way then as far as the NBA, would you say? No, I think as athletes we're all wired to be competitive. Uh, wired okay. is a very good choice of words. So, I mean, whether you're wired to go 10 yards, whether you're wired to go 100 yards, you, 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 when, 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 when the fit is for Shan and your, your back is against the wall, you're automatically wired to respond a certain way. Yeah. And the higher you okay. get in each level, no matter if you're scared to death, that, 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 that fail safe is always going to kick in. Right. Reg, I got to change it up for Something one second, Reg. And I got to apologize to you, Reds. You got to listen first, all right? Okay. I've, I've been doing this show for seven, eight years. I have you on, and 
And I know you as a player off the court and what you do and been a great friend of me. And I always have respect for you. I ain't never going to change. But I got even more respect. I just listen to you and just seeing, watching stuff on there. It's only make 15 of you guys make the team. Football right. is 54 and all like that. You made right. it and been there and did all that. I mean, right. you got to right. look at that. Only so many people. So I got, I mean, well, you that, know, I look I mean at you, I play with you. you know? Because there's been that plenty right? of time. And that's what I mean by the competitive instinct. Is you're wired. Because there's been plenty of times, uh, you know, when I was going up for a position and, you know, I had the guy that on paper should be eating my lunch. You know, he's four inches taller. He drafted in the first round, yada, yada, yada. And I was frightened or I was scared, you know, going into the competition. But it's something about when those lights get turned on. It's something about when the ball gets bounced on the court. It's something about when it's do or die. You know, it's instinct. You're, that's why I go back to that wired word. You instinctively wired like a gladiator going out there to, 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 to do what you have to do. All the nerves and everything kind of goes out the window. Prior to that, yeah, you answer as hell. But, you know, once, once the lights come on and the ball starts bouncing, you know, your, your instincts take over. Red, you let me finish. Can I finish? <laughs> okay. Hey, I, I just got to look at it because I know in football, when I got there, it was um, 17 receivers. They were only going to keep two. And I know y'all, you 15, on they already got who they got. At least, I don't know, NBA, they got maybe they keep 15. They already got eight or nine already there, right, Red? Right. Uh, 10. Oh, yeah. So that's why I want to tell you, I, I, hey, I got so much respect more. I mean, I already respect for you, but you've been there and made it and made that 15. And I mean, God, I mean, like A say, you know, just take a lot of what? Heart, dedicated. What What? What did you do, Red? You Man, it takes a lot of being resilient and failing and, and, and developing focus and determination. But, you know, it, it takes a lot of being able to 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 know what you really want, you know, because, gosh, being a kid is hard, right? Yeah. Being an adult is hard because you've got a thousand distractions out there. And it's easy to identify the kids' distractions when you're, when you're an adult. But when we're adults, we got distractions, and they're not so easy to identify. But, you know, I, I love that saying, whatever you focus on, the longest becomes the strongest. And when you have the ability to focus on your goal and when you have the ability to focus on what you want, then the distractions don't mean as much. They don't carry as much validity. And these guys that do make it to these elite positions, as opposed to focusing on how much tall this guy is, as opposed to focusing on how much uh, or, or, or what round this guy got drafted in, all you focus on is this is what I have to do and by any means, I'm going to have it done. And, you know, nobody's going to stop me. You know? Babe? Yeah, yeah I, I just got to tell you, I, you know, I, uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just in awe to be here with you guys. You know, uh, you know I'm just a, a regular average Joe, you know, from down the street. And, uh, you know, the fact that I can get on here and, and have a conversation <laughs> with you guys is – is just amazing to me. So, uh, you know, I'm truly blessed in that respect. And, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, to, to just sit here and listen to you guys, it's, it's, it's truly amazing. And, uh, you know, you, you talked about, you know, coming up and, uh, you know, uh, getting to 
to uh, to being into a, a, a elite elite position. Uh, now I'm sure there was a lot of sacrifice that uh, that you uh, had to put in as well uh, during that time period when you were coming up. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. You know how how you sacrificed. You know some you know time. You know uh, practice whatever it is. Uh, what what do well, you have? That's, for a, that's a key thing. That's a key thing. Like I said, from an, an adult's perspective, it's easy for me. Like for instance, when I go back to Wyoming and I talk about the distractions that college kids go through, I I I know I could close my eyes and talk about them because they're, they're the same. Um, they're the same for everybody. You know, the number one thing I think is peer pressure. Everybody wants to fit in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I think in the college time you have figured out that your uniqueness is what your gift is, you know, but you just don't want to be ridiculed or teased, so you want to fit in and be like everybody else. So you got to go to the party like everybody else. You might drink some alcohol like everybody else. You might uh-huh. uh, smoke something that you shouldn't smoke like everybody else. You do everything like everybody else, but every time you do that, you shed a little bit of your uniqueness away. And the uniqueness, your uniqueness your unique ability to focus and say no to the party, to say no to the drugs, to say no to any kind of distractions that take you away from you getting your goal. That uniqueness is, is what separates, again, those, those tiers, you know, the upper tier players, uh, people that are able to make it from one level to the next level. And that's, yeah, that's easy to identify. So, yeah, I mean, the, the guys that, and now there are very few that do are able to do that, but I mean, it is. I mean, I'm talking about a point oh 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 five or something like that. But most guys that you see, if you study what they do, the guys that made uh, 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 from from collegiate ball to pro, they put their time in at the gym. They didn't just talk about how good they were. They practiced, whether it's free throws, whether that's getting their body uh, ready physically, condition wise or strength wise whether that was, you know, working on a 15-foot jumper. So, yeah, that means that you won't be able to go out to the party with your friends. That means that you that you uh, won't be able to sometimes even go out to dinner with people. It's, it's all about sacrifices. And people that are successful, they, they, they utilize their time. And, and Abe, let me say one more thing that Abe just said a few minutes ago that I constantly use now in my vernacular is the importance of time. Time for me is more important than money because I know anybody can make money. Any fool can make money. Anybody can make money. But time, what you do with your time is so significant. How are you doing whatever it is you're doing? That separates you from everybody else. So you give me some time. You give me enough time. I can do amazing things. You know, money is, is, is a finite thing, you know. Uh, we're only, you know, and, and we're only blessed with so much. So I guess time is a finite thing too. That's why it's so important that you do something with it. And and all successful people, whether they're professional sports or professional doctors or whatever, they know that time is the one thing you can't buy and you can't recoup. So if you're going to do something, you do it right. You know. So we have to take a break and come back. We still need to talk to you about Reds, what you were, because I still got some questions about, you know, I, I know you for years, and I still is amazed. I see this on TV. I'm like, God, Reds was in 15 and, man, you know what I'm saying? It's like 
Because they say football players, 2% make it in the world to the NFL. That's still, but that's got to be a lower percent for basketball. So this is James Abe and um, former player Reggie Slater. Reggie, say it. Film in love, brother. Film in love. <laughs> we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And Abe, you with me, Abe? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. We got former NBA player Reggie Slate. Slate, you still with us? Feel my love, brother. Feel my love. I'm, I'm going to go a little bit deeper before we get to Cleveland and the Warriors and DeMarcus Cousins and all like that. But I just want to go into Reggie. Just, I mean, you know, uh, that's why I tell you I'm amazed because, you know, I don't I don't follow basketball that much. I know you, Theo, and all those guys. Finish, you know, but sitting back and watching it, I know what I went through when I was in the room if, you know, make trying to make the team of Philly. You know, they have five of them in their receiver. Uh, in one room, another room, they have five. You know, only two going to make the team, and you're fifteen oh, yeah. new guys and eight. How did you? I mean, did you? Were you nervous not making it? Did you just? I mean, did you ever think of the other guys? You know, I mean, did you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because everybody in the room, when I was there in Philly. When they knocked on the door, that was when they come to cut somebody. You had to bring your book. Oh, yeah. You know, we was all scared. Oh, yeah. I stayed up. What, what were you thinking, Red? Seriously, how did, you, how did that play a mind game with you? Man, I, I'm going to tell you a funny story. And and, and um, I, I think I always tell kids this. Um, These are two th- different things I'm going to talk about, but I'm trying to relate them together here. You know, if you're lifting weights, uh, you know, if I go talk to kids and I say, you know, I'm – how much can you bench press max? And, you know, young kids, they'll be like 150 pounds. And do you have somebody spotting you for safety reasons? Or if you get tired, they're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, well, can that person lift 150? They're like, oh, yeah. There's got to be somebody of equal or more strength. And the same thing goes as far as anything endeavor that you have in life. So I can remember one camp that I was at. 
And I'm, I was actually alluding to that earlier where I called my wife, dude. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm looking at the roster, and I'm 6'6", and they've got three other guys in my spot, and they're 6'10", and this guy was player of the year in the SEC, and this other guy was player of the year in the ACC, and, and this, that, and the other. And my wife was like, yo, get your shit together. <laughs> Either come home and cry or go out there and compete. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, you got to have strong people around you, man. When you're doing, especially if you're doing particular, you know, large things or your dreams are that large, you're going to have times of doubt. You're going to have times of fatigue. So it's important that the people in the crowd that you hang around with are able to pick you up spiritually, ideologically. When you are down, because we all get those negative feelings and vibes. So, so Reg, so let, let me ask you this question uh, that goes a little uh, along with, with what you're just saying. Uh, now, let, let's say you, you wouldn't, you didn't make the team uh, way back when, and let's say, uh, you know. How do you feel like your life would have been different? You know, what would you have, how would you have, uh, what, 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 uh, what would you have pursued if, if you, if you had not gotten into basketball? If I wasn't successful in basketball, I would have been successful. And whatever. Horse branding, um, cow tipping. Engineering, doctoring, it's whatever your passion is. And the Bible says, uh, you know, know your heart and you should also know your treasure. I mean, I fully believe that. You know, whatever you do, you go into it 100%. And, I, and, and one thing that I do believe in, one thing I totally believe in is Reggie Slater. I, I believe in, in what he's done. I look at his, you look at my resume. And anybody that's been successful, anybody, any mom, you can look at any mom, look at any single mom out there that sacrifices and works two or three jobs for their kids, you know that they will do whatever it takes to take care of their children. I, and I know in my heart I'll do whatever it takes to get to where I want to go. You know, I, I uh, meet with business guys often. Some of the things we talked about are how and wants. You know, when you, when you know your want, the how will always take care of itself. People get distracted by, well, man, I want to become a doctor, but how am I going to get the you know, how am I going to save up the money? Or how am I going to find time to do this? Or how am I going to do it? You know, when you really want something, you find it out. When you were a teenager and that girl that you wanted really badly and she was several leagues out of your class, you didn't worry about the how then. You kept on being persistent and consistent and kept doing it until it worked. That's the same type of mentality as to whatever goal you have in your life, whether you want to be a better jump shooter, whether you want to be a better garbage man, whether you want to be a better father, whether you want to be a better friend or a husband. It is consistency. It is, it is persistency. It is keeping that goal and leaving the distractions alone. Find a way to mentally block the distractions, whatever those distractions are, and focus on your goal and what you want. You know, when I was a little kid, my mom always told me, you know, um, <laughs> tell me a bunch of things, but, you know, she, whatever you do, be the best at it. It doesn't matter if you play basketball. It's just, you know, just be the best at it. Why? Why not? You know, why not? That's another thing I often tell kids. I hear this, and it scares me sometimes when, 
Uh, I even love it. I, I hear about the drug thing. And, and then kids say, well, what's wrong with, you know, doing drugs? Every time I look at TV, one of the guys is getting busted for this, that, and other. And, you know, my response is, what's right with it? You know, instead of focusing on what's wrong, what's right with it? You know, only put things in you that are going to help you get to where you're going. And, and, and if you keep that mindset, if you keep pushing forward, if you keep on being determined, it doesn't matter if I didn't make it in the NBA. Um, man, I would have been a, uh, I, I had already ideas in my head. I was telling my kids I was driving. Uh, I live in Houston, Texas, and and the, the lawn service business here is uh, dominated by Mexican-Americans, Hispanic folks. And, and uh, you know, I, when I was a kid, that was one of the businesses I said that, you know, if I live in Houston, the lawn's always growing like crazy here. That's one of the businesses I want to get into. I mean, even as a kid, I was thinking about businesses. But, you know, that didn't work. But, you know, again, if you focus on what you want, the hows are going to come down, man. You know, it, it, and you, you got, you, it's, that's just something you got to believe. In, and that's another, that leads you to another thing that people of success have. They have faith. You know, our people always say, well, I'm from the show me state. You got to, you know, show me before I believe it. And, and, and to be, uh, you know, get to that elite level, you have to see yourself there before you actually are there, right? And the Bible says you have to have faith, and faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. That means you have to visualize that and see that in your brain and convince yourself that that thing could happen, and then work your ass off until that manifests itself into some uh, type of reality, you know? And and, 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 and and these concepts along with the time and, 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 and how you use time are things that people that are successful teachers or lawyers or whatever, moms, they, they know this. They know this. And, you know, and, and they, they internalize that consciously and subconsciously. Why do you think they wake up without an alarm clock? Ain't nobody tell them to go run an extra sprint, you know, when guys make it to the pros. The coach didn't have to tell them to work, uh, do an extra set on the bench press. It's because they want to be. You're wired that way. You know, you are uh, you are a self starter, not a not a hand cranker. Hey, Red, let me ask you this. That was, I'm gonna feed off what Abe said. Is is that confidence or cockiness? You know, because most people like well, I told people, hey, can nobody cover me? You know, me and Sarge battled, you know, we thought we were the best receiver. That's, that's, we weren't cocky, but it's confident. We want to be the best. If you want to put the work in, if you rely solely on your natural talent and you're right. saying that, then that's probably cockiness. That's useless. But if you put that something wrong with that, saying that, I mean, if the other guy falls for it. <laughs> I mean, if, if you know. for it. <laughs> but think about it. If you say you cocky, sir, but you want that built, you won't, you don't ever want nobody to think you better than him, right, Red? Hey, cocky is a term the under, un, 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 undetermined use to describe people that bust their ass. I mean, again, if I didn't put in the work, if I didn't know with confidence that it's 6'6", I could go out there against seven footers and 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 make my presence felt. Now, I'm a, I, when I was in my prime, I was doing that all the time, and I would tell people that. Now, was I cocky? 
Hell no. I just believed in myself, and I put in the work. That's why I ask you, is it confidence or cocky? It's confidence, It depends right? on if you're putting in the work. If you're not putting in the, if you're relying solely on talent and not putting work behind that talent, that's, that's being cocky. Now, if you're out there, if, if, the, if the, your competitor is putting five hours in, six hours, seven hours, and you put in eight, nine hours, and you got that talent, that's just, that's just confidence. You're just believing in yourself. And before Remember, anybody else believes in you, you got you to believe in you. Dennis Rodman, what was that? Dennis worked his butt off. I've never met some, you know, I met a couple people, but they were all in the NBA. That dude would work out before, after, middle of the night. Now, he had some strange habits, but his character had nothing to do with him being a fantastic athlete and a workaholic. You know, I've met very few people, and I'm a strong person, physically strong. I was a physically strong person when I was active uh, in athletics professionally, and he was stronger than me. I mean, and that was a testament to him going out there and nonstop uh, working, you know, sleep and success. They are they are strange bedfellows. You have to find something. Your 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 desire to be great has to be much better than your desire to get your eight hours. That probably sounds horrible, especially if the doctor or somebody's listening. But um, I mean, <laughs> that's what I've seen. I can sleep once I made it. <laughs> so so a lot of determination there. There's a lot of determination and a lot of focus and. You have to fail. You have to fail. You have to fail. Because that determination that comes from you failing, you have to be resilient, right? You have to that's, be able to see. That's what, that's what, dri- is, that's what drives you. Absolutely. You have to that's, see that things aren't right right now, right now. But in the end, they will be right. So it, this failure is nothing that, but something that a device that I'm going to use to get me to where I want to be, you know? Yeah. And you have to know that. That's what it is. We're gonna take another break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about Red, but we got to get into the Warriors and Cleveland with, with um, chemistry. Hear what Red got to say. But this is James, Abe, and Red. Say, Red, feeling the love, brother. Feeling the love. Feeling the love. Red is back. <laughs> flagship station for sports voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lassiter formerly with the Arizona Cardinals San Diego Chargers and St. Louis Rams Kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lassiter's sports talk It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Hey, are you with me? Yes, sir. I'm here, James. We got we got Reggie NBA uh, from NBA players. Feel my love, feel my love. Just just great to hear him talk. I mean, just just man, I just like I told you, I've been talking to you. I know you. It's amazing to know what you did with 15 players. Unbelievable. That's that's <laughs> a number that you cannot even. You know, everybody fighting to get in there. You man, <laughs> I mean, for real. I mean, you should be. Not only smile, but I mean, I know how you are. You know, I, I'm in problem. Man, just, just work hard, do your best. That's really, you know, that's uh, you tell that to anybody, right? And Not even you, on the court, but you always tell me something good off the court to do what you know. And everybody, you know, you talk to on the show, you always give a message for the kids, young kids. So stay in school, yeah, I, grades. <laughs> But uh, let's get into it, Abe. Let's 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 let's, let's throw Reg under the bus now. We gotta get him. We got him right now. Reg, you talk about uh, chemistry, and uh, we talk about chemistry. Um, the Warriors, you know, they got Durant. You know, they got Curry. You know, they got um, Tom Thomas. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? What are the other three four and Green? I like that. Is that chemistry gonna last? Because you know, I mean, I look at football with chemistry with. Um, Prescott and Elliott and all of them, you know, don't that chemistry end up becoming a problem later on with with egos, Rich? Uh, I don't know, man. It, it depends on what is bigger, the goal or the ego. You just said it. If, if the guys are focused on winning the championship and they don't care who scores all the points, then ego's not going to step in there. If 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 you know, if one guy is saying that I need more touches. Then yeah, you're gonna have problems. So far, these guys are 25 and four. They're first place in the Pacific Division. Uh, hell, they just beat Utah. I'm looking online now, 74 to 104. And my Houston math tells me that's 30 points. Uh, I think they're doing all right. <laughs> they're doing all right. I mean, last time I looked, uh, the guy that just stepped in there, Kevin Durant is the leading scorer. And I haven't heard a gripe in the locker room from anybody. So, you know, meanwhile, you got uh, guys scoring 60 points, <laughs> setting records, you know, in three quarters. I mean, they're doing fine. Uh, is it sustainable? I don't see why not. Babe? Yeah, you know, uh, 
that's 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 it's amazing you know just to just to hear you guys talk man i i, I still <laughs> just to be in the same arena with you guys it just, i just huh. I, I i mean I, I i'm i'm truly taken back by it right now and uh you know uh so once again thank you thank you for uh having me on here james and and, th- and thank you reggie for for being here uh uh yeah, I just I don't I don't know what to, I don't know what else to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, you would think that looking at Golden State's team, it seems like Green, uh, Damar Green is the one that's always being boisterous about anything uh, that's you know uh, out of the realm of what the team is about. And I've heard word he hasn't even kicked anybody lately. <laughs> yeah, but so, you got to look at two reds. At the beginning of the season, uh-huh. Clay Thompson's like, hey, I'm getting my shots. I don't give a shit what they say. Why, why would you deviate? Why would you deviate at the end of the season? If it's working, why would you deviate? I don't think that, I don't, I, I just don't think that they would do that. And I could be dead wrong, but that, that makes zero sense. If it's, if it's, if it's working, why change it up? Let me ask you, Red. Uh, Durant's been shining. Steph, he always, I don't even know if Steph, you know, he's been shining, but it's not like he's been doing a whole lot. Let me ask this, Red. You know, regular season is different from, you know, the Absolutely. Playoffs. You know that, right? Absolutely. You're right about so that. Everybody going to try and get theirs. And, am I right, Red? Well, I, I, well, I would say that the first, whatever you focus on, the longest becomes the strongest. As opposed to focusing on who's going to take shots, I think what they'll focus on is what they focused on way back when when I played is defense just gets picked up a notch. It's not so much who's going to get shots, it's how we're going to stop our opponent. You know, the, the scouting reports are a little bit different uh, from the preseason, I'm sorry, uh, the season compared to the postseason. Um, so, I mean, once the postseason starts, I, mean, I think their defense is just, you know, they might have different schemes or or matchups and so on and so forth, and those responsibilities might take precedence. But I don't know if we're going to, they're going to say, "All right, man, we're going to change our whole offense now." The postseason is here. I mean, that doesn't make that makes little sense. Hey, here's well, a question, got, uh, real quick, real quick for you, Reggie. Uh, do you, do you think uh, uh, a team's success is uh, due to the preparation, how they prepare for for the the particular team that they're going to be going up against? I think that absolutely has a large, uh, 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 that's a large thing that to the whole overall deal. You gotta, you gotta know who you're playing, and so yeah, that's just part of regular season, preseason, postseason, preparing for who you're playing against. So yeah, you know that's why scouts are all over the place. Uh, when that's I finish playing, I'm sorry, go ahead. When I finished playing, I was talking to friends of mine that stayed in the NBA profession. And I think as an entry level, a lot of guys become scouts. And these guys are never home. They're constantly looking at two, three teams, you know, down the road and going to the video guy and they're breaking down film and breaking down habits and all that stuff. It's a constant, it's a constant state of vigilance. It's a constant state of preparedness. Um, and which leaves very little time to, you know, for you being at home, which is, 
why it seems all very unattractive to me. But, yeah, the, these guys are constantly, you know, and those are the unsung heroes because those guys never get mentioned or talked about. They're constantly, you know, scouting out what, you know, the next two, three, four games down the road. Yeah. Hey, Rich, I have a question. You know, you know a gentleman named Cliff Livingston, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know him, right? Yeah. Yeah, why well, I text him today, I told him you'll be on the show. He said he has something to do, but in two weeks, how you back on, he won't be on with you. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to you to text, like, oh, I won't be on with him, but give me two weeks, I'll be on with him. Put him back on. You know what I'm talking about, right, Red? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it. Come on. Bring yeah. it. <laughs> I just, I'm just throwing that out there. I was going to surprise you today, but he said you know, he has something to do today. Cliff, so, you know, but he's like, get rid of that on two weeks. I'm on that wheel. So let him know. <laughs> you know, it's so Tell funny. Tell me about um, Cliff, Red. Cliff, Cliff was, I mean, you know, I remember at a golf tournament um, in Chicago, Charity. Wonderful guy. Man, we talking. He'd been on the show before, and Man, he you know, he just had stories how, you know, how he practiced and how hard he practiced. Michael practiced, George, you know? Right. He said he practiced, you know, his nickname was his nickname was News, which was short for good news. And 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 and, and Cliff is one of the guys who was athletic. Uh but how do you differentiate yourself from all these like you were saying, there's only a certain percentage of guys that make it fifty two guys uh, numerically. How do you differentiate right, yeah. yourself from the good times and the bad times? Cliff always kept his head up. Cliff was always positive. And as a result, people wanted to be around him. And so Cliff yeah. has fantastic stories. <laughs> yeah. I didn't talk yeah. to Cliff, man. Yeah. He's got right. some great stories. You know, I'll be on the phone. I think last time he and I were on the phone, I'm just in awe listening to the stories, <laughs> man. You know? Uh, because people want to be around people that are positive, people that uh, yeah. uh, uh, bring the best out of them or make them smile or laugh. Yeah, yeah. So we got to have you on him. He said two weeks. I'm going to surprise right. you today, but that's Cliff. You know Cliff. <laughs> Cliff, Eugene, good news, Livingston. Livingston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a blast. I met him. We had a good time sitting there in the bar. We was only drinking uh, water. So we want to drink no beer. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I believe let's that. Go, Rick. <laughs> we we gonna take it all the way to the end. Let's go to um um Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, Kevin Love doing better. You know how Kevin is. He's streaky. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was feeling left out. It seems in the very beginning because um you know all, uh, was a city Sydney Pontier. Pontier, 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 I can't remember his name. He said something one time that always stuck with me. You know, when you walk with somebody one-on-one, either you adjust to their pace or they adjust to yours. And uh, it seemed that initially when, 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 when he came, Kevin came to Cleveland, he wanted the Cavaliers to kind of, he wasn't fitting in. And I think it was very apparent. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, you can see it on his face, you can see it in the news reports. But now he's somehow become acclimated with that team and is keeping up in step and pace with the team concept. I think, uh, me personally, I think LeBron, even though he's the same age as 
Carmelo, he has been blessed that his body, he's kept his body up really well. You know, he's uh, the one thing that this group has, this generation of basketball players has that is an advantage to my generation and the generations before me is medical technology uh, and information. So, uh, I mean, he's like uh, he's like Tom Brady, right? From what I hear, this guy is, you know, he's 41 years old. He's still killing out there as NFL quarterback. And he watches what he eats. He's precise about this, precise about that. And from what I'm hearing, LeBron's the same way. And when the leader of your team takes care of his body that much, he cares so much for the investment of his body, and it shows in his performance. Uh, the other guys follow suit. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It was amazing how uh, J.R. Smith and I think a guy named Shrumpert, when they first came from, from the Knicks a few years ago, the way they fit into that team and how their performance escalated dramatically when they had a new leader around them. You know, so I think I'm big enough, Cleveland, even though I'm a Golden State fan right now. But <laughs> watch, it, watch your mouth. Cut your, cut your mic out. Cut your mic out. <laughs> but he's the well, man. This is what we're gonna do. Uh, we got in the show, but what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna get Abe to ask you a question. Um, I want to go first. Is that okay? Yeah, go right ahead, James. My question, to you, Reggie. Um, and I want to get personal, and uh, I want you to get personal with me. Um, I respect you, and um, you've been doing a lot for me in my life. I just want to know, uh, I listen to you, how you with your kids, you know, your family, your wife. You know, that's how I know my daughter. You have inspired me um, to do some things with my daughter, spend time, and, you know, use that time, like you say. Focus more on that and tell people how, you know, I mean, because I didn't know that time is more important than, you know, sitting around and go buy them something, you know? Right. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Because I was going through some things with my daughter, and, and uh, listening to you, and I know your your daughter went off to school, and your son went to the, you know? Come on, Red. Man, my daughter, man, here's the, my daughter has graduated college. How crazy is that? I'm still tripping <laughs> over that. This girl has graduated college and has been uh, accepted into a graduate program since she's a master's. In accounting, but man, I'm just—I'm still remember when I was—I uh, still remember when I was uh, in college, easily, you know. But uh, one thing I respect from all my kids, man, especially the ones that are older, because they're now making their choices. We are all in our life where we at because of the decisions that we've made, the choices that we've made. Mm-hmm. They have made some—you know—they've been away from home and. They've had their opportunities to do whatever. You know, when I'm not watching them, my wife's not watching or whatever, and they're, you know, for, for the most part, a couple of them are almost adults now, or adults. And they put themselves in a position because of their choices to be successful in life. And as a parent, man, that's, gosh, that's what I think all of us want. You know, uh, I was actually in Wyoming a, a few weeks ago, and it's it's. It's crazy to me because when I look at the college thing, I, I, you know, I see it, it's so cyclical, cyclical to me. You know, uh, the guys don't know how powerful they are mm-hmm. to be in a neighborhood. And you made it to college? You're going to play college ball? I want to be yeah. like you. Right? But don't make it stop there, man. Make it, you have to make it more. You, know, I, 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 you made it to college on a scholarship. 
even though he couldn't afford it. One out of 20,000 guys over here in the neighborhood. And he got his degree. And he's working for a Fortune 500 company. He had stolen the entry level, but he stayed with it. He's an example of what can be if you just stay consistent and persistent and keep believing in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, my kids hear me say stuff like this all the time. And whether it's consciously or subconsciously, when I'm saying little things here and there, I think it's been embedded in who they are in their belief system, at least I hope at least. And that you can be anything in this world that you want. It's, you, it's, it's how much pain you are willing to bear. Because being focused, like Abe and I were talking about earlier, being successful and, and saying no to the distractions, that makes for a lonely existence at times. But if you're willing to be lonely for a short period of uh, time and put up with the pain of doing their, being there three hours and somebody else there one hour, you will set yourself up for a fantastic life, fantastic life later on down the road. You know, they're saying that 97% of the people that gave up on their dreams work for the 3% who did not. You have to keep that faith. You have to keep that belief system going no matter what anybody says. And, you know, my kids, I'm, I'm so, I mean, I can't tell you, and, and I, they get tired and they roll their eyes and everything. But I'm so <laughs> proud of them and the, and the course that they are going because, you know, they work hard. And that's a reflection of, you know, the people that they look at, whether, whether it's me or whether it's other people that are in their life that they see as mentors. Uh, but, but continue to work hard and, 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 and dream. And and even if you fail to, to get yourself up, I mean, those man, I'm so proud of them. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Go ahead, because I want to say something, but go ahead. I know you want to ask something, Reggie. Uh, you know that it sounds like uh, to me that uh, you know just seeing your kids accomplish those accomplishments that's better than any paycheck that uh, you oh, could have yeah. ever made in, in your life, you know. And, uh, oh, and I'm yeah. so glad that, that you said that. You know, I've got a couple of kids of my own, uh, you know, and, and they're, they're young coming up. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what I, I, uh, I want to I look forward to in the future, you know. Uh, uh, just like you, man, that, that, that aspires me to, to be that, like that. So thank you, thank you for saying that. And uh, my, the, the the one last question I want to ask you is, uh, who who do you think is going to win the NBA championship this year? Whoo! I'll tell you in like uh, five months. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's too early to tell, right? <laughs> hey, we got in the show. We got in the show. But I want to say this, Reds. I don't call you to talk basketball and all that. I call you because. I'm going through some. I need your advice, and you always you always help me. Okay. And I mean I, I mean as as a brother to you. I mean you help me with something, and you always. Oh man, absolutely. You know, anytime, man. Anytime. And what you said today, you know, you help me with something. I, I'm I'm spilling it out in a different way, but you know what, man? I love you and respect you, man, and I appreciate. You. Oh, I love you too, brother, man. Love you too, man. I mean, anytime no. I can ever help anybody, man. I'm, you know, I'm I'm there just because. It's it's uh because somebody helped me. I'm being you know, perfectly honest with you, man. You, a wise you you can never know you can never know how tough it is to get off drugs or alcohol unless you've actually talked to somebody that has been addicted to that horrible 
prison. So when I say stuff about coming back from things that scared the shit out of you, it's because I've been in places in my life where I was scared as hell. But I, you know, you just keep fighting. You know, you keep moving forward, man. You know. So this, it is. this is James Abe and Reg. We're back in two weeks with Reg and Cliff Stevenson and Abe. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 